Knives Monroe. Thanks. What's the purpose of your call? We finna do a podcast. Thanks. Hello? Hi. Is David Cook there? Hey. Yes, this can, is me. Can David Cook hey, come out to play? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm on... Uh, I have an app that like blocks spam calls, and I don't know if it it must be registering you on and it's like no caller ID, so it probably thinks that you're some bot. But it's okay. That's the story of my life. It's all good. Is it going? Are we good? Yeah, we're good, man. Uh, that's the story okay. of my life, though. <laughs> what the uh, being put what, in the in the spam folder, so to speak. Oh. Yeah. Damn, dude. Were you like? Is this? Uh, metaphorical or are you just saying literally both literally and figuratively yeah i know how you feel a lot of people are are feeling that way but how how are you doing man it's been a while since we last talked it's been a while yeah um almost a whole month but i've been i've been keeping up on your on your tiktok so i feel like i'm seeing you oh geez (laughs) life seems to be going pretty well for you yeah yeah i'm having fun and uh Still sticking with it, man. I um, I just I, I remember that it was really important the first time I uh, ever talked with you about that, you know. And you you got to get on TikTok, and you know it's not taking off, and I I don't expect it to because there's so many different platforms that I'm on. But it's it's a big goal that I want to stick with. So I'm um, thanks for uh, sticking with me and listening to it. Well, of course. And I mean, at, uh, watching at, it, not listening. Everything takes time, you know. You know everything takes time. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, do you know what, like, who your audience is? No. I, I And you know what? I don't think I have one for TikTok. I think it's whoever is kind of, because I think it's kind of like a hit or miss. I'm, I've been, I don't know if it's about, um, if I got to do like dancing, cause a lot of people are doing this, like they, their channel takes off when they do like a famous dance that goes viral or something. You, you know all about it, right? A little that's bit. That's what a They're... lot of TikTok is, is like people doing, um, these dances from like rappers or whatever the case may be. Something will go viral and then people do it. Like there's this one recent one that's really taken off. It's like people dancing, like up the stairs or like doing like a Michael Jackson moonwalk. And like, it's just, it's a huge viral trend. So I'm trying to figure out like what, where I fit in in all this. Cause I don't think the style that I am doing is, is what TikTok is mainly about. So I think that's why I'm kind of being put in the oddball categories, but I'm trying to do hashtags and all that, like for you. And I heard that gets it out there a little bit more, but I don't know. <laughs> Whatever the case is, I'm. I still like to have fun with it, like the way I do. Like, I'm just like I'm just kind of at odds with it because it's everyone is doing the same. Like people are going famous by copying off of other people, and I've never. It's not how I grew up with film and, you know, even YouTube. Like the early days of YouTube, it was like when something went viral, it was because someone did something that was very unique to anything else but now it's like 
people are going viral for copying off of others. I'm, now I'm repeating myself, but do you feel that way too? Gee, I don't know. TikTok is its own thing for sure. Um, yeah. I started off like copying, you know, um, or or paying homage, or they they say they say it's like yeah. The I call it copying, form. but am I saying it wrong? No, I don't think I so. I mean, I, you have a different like view on it, but that's how I see it. Like, like everyone should just give credit to that one person who thought of it first, who thought of that dance first, you know. But yeah, I guess I'm I'm just a. I have different thoughts on it. How would you feel if you made a piece of content that people then quote unquote copied and it and it took off? Well, when you put it that way, I would love it. <laughs> I would love to see other people happy like but that, you know? Would you how would you feel if somebody resented you for that? For ta for it taking off? Oh, like the, the oh, look at this hot shot, like 35 million views or something. Or something, like, yeah. Out like, of nowhere. I mean, and someone with like jealousy, are you talking? Or sort of like, like resent, someone was jealous? Bit, bitterness. Like, how would you react to, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people? Say you make a meme, like, you know, um, look at all those chickens, right? And then it takes off and it becomes part of the lexicon. Do you feel like. You know, people shouldn't be copying you and, and making those things go viral. Yeah, that's just a, to me, it's a fine line. But for, if, if it's something like goofing around, like if I made like a, a short film and people started like trying to recreate that movie, but like, I, I guess it, I don't know, man, <laughs> you're hitting me with some hard, uh, some hard things right now. Well, it's like, like uh, I look at earlier. It like, I look at it like music. Um, if you make a really cool song and people cover it, that's kind of interesting, right? Like a, that doesn't turn me off necessarily. No, no. Yeah. No, maybe I am just a little better. I think you kind of you're you're a little right about that. I I am just a little. I, maybe it's just because I'm getting older. I just don't get some of the things that people do like. I'm I'm on this a lot of the time. I'm like I'm doing research. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out the perfect formula. But like, it seems like the perfect formula is 15 year olds with their shirts off doing like sexual dances to viral, you know, viral videos. And it's like that's what's really taken off. I'm like I don't know what that. You know what I mean? Maybe for my age, but. I mean, I'm not, I'm not scared to take my shirt off or nothing, but I just see like all this. I'm like, should I really be watching like 15 year old girls doing sexual dances on this thing? Like, I just feel awkward about it a lot of the times. Of course. Yeah. But maybe uh, I just need to update my feed to see what I'm, cause I get, I, that's what I get a lot of. I'm like, I want to see some funny stuff. And like all the for you stuff is popping up as like people, teens dancing. I'm like, what? Who thought that that's part of the algorithm that I need? I don't know. Yeah, I have a theory. It's, someone's that, making it up. I have a theory that the 15-year-olds dancing or whatever, um, I think that's very primal. And since it's a lot of 15-year-olds that are on the app, I think since it gets a lot of engagement with them, the algorithm pushes it to you and says, hey, maybe you'd like this too, right? But then it's really up to you to curate 
your TikTok. Like, I don't follow anybody, yeah. so I only have the For You page. And I've just started liking the stuff that I like, you know, like uh, photography things, videography things, stuff in my sort of genre. And I've been making content that's a little bit about that. And that's all I get. Yeah. And I think tic- in my algorithm, I rarely see 15-year-olds dancing. I haven't seen 15-year-olds dancing in months, you know, so... Maybe you've. So I just need the like because I don't like every video that I see, but I do see a lot of like. I'll get a lot of unique stuff now because I'm starting to like stuff that's out of that, you know, category. I'm not getting as much of the mainstream pop stuff, but yeah, I guess it just comes with time. But I haven't really been on it. I just kind of am been sticking with the goal of uploading once a day. But like, I feel like. The more I want to stick with it, the more I think, like, am I sacrificing my true creative juices for, it's almost like I'm treating this as a chore. And a lot of days it feels like that, you know, because you can't make gold every day. And I'm not saying that everything that I do is gold, but like, I'm a perfectionist in the way that like, when I, when I first started this, I was always like, you know, even if it was some random stuff, like I would splice it and edit it on my computer. Now everything you can, you can do this on your phone. So I feel like it loses, I don't know, the magic of what I originally intended to do on TikTok. But now I'm like thinking to myself like, oh, geez, should I do this one dance that millions of other people are doing? And is that what is going to make me happy and i don't think it is so i'm just really trying to figure this tiktok thing out <laughs> yeah it's gonna take oh, some time man. it's gonna take some time um i don't think i have it figured out i don't have anything figured out like at all you know um <laughs> but one thing's for sure is like i i'm i made a conscious decision a few years ago to just make the stuff that i want to make that i like seeing and I use Final Cut Pro to edit my TikToks. I use a green screen. Like, I, I go a little too all out, you know, because that's just the content yeah. that I want people to see when they get the first impression of me. So I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with being a little too precious and taking extra time to put thought into something. If you don't feel like you're maximizing your creativity, then you should do that. If that means a, a banger of a TikTok once a week instead of every day, then take those extra days and, you know, and do that for sure. But I, yeah. I, however, as a, as a fan, like to see you every day, you know, and I think they're funny because yeah. I'd see them on Snapchat and I'm like, you should put this in an audience that can discover you because Snapchat, I mean, yeah. people can't organically find you, I don't think. Right. So. Well, if, unless I make it, I don't make mine public. You can make your Snapchat public, but I don't, uh, I just like who likes me. Like, if you really want to find me, you'll find me, you know? Yeah. But um, it's it's weird. I was trying to think of what was I what was I going to say. The, uh, ah, never mind. It's gone. So, um, How's yeah, quarantine life, man? It. <laughs> How's quarantine life for you? Quarantine life? It's, yeah. It's, uh, I'm actually going back to work pretty soon i work at a high school and uh the mate doing maintenance so they're kind of you know they're having the teachers come in like one at a time and get their stuff and the students and then once that's all over then we come in and do another deep cleaning so i'm, I'm kind of glad to get back on that because i i feel like my i've 
gotten into some bad habits and I know like most people it's food. I can, my, my diet is, I've been choosing a lot of frozen foods and not doing as much produce because of the, you know, how it's just exposed a lot more than, um, things that are in bags. So it's like, yeah, just trying to stay on a good diet has been, has been the biggest struggle. And I'm sure like most people drinking too. (laughs) I've been drinking like every day and I never do that during the week when I work. So it, uh, it's going to help, I think, going back to work and being on that schedule. Because so, I'm only, it's not like I'm working in a factory with dozens of other people, you know, doing yeah. the night shift with like a couple other people. So my wow. chances of coming in contact are very slim. And I'm, I'm very blessed too because during my time off, they haven't, you know, I've got, I kept all my benefits and everything. So that's great. I'm very lucky. Yeah, I'm very blessed. Man, so, you're, how you're, are you doing? How's how's everything going on your end? Sounds like your you're family. one of the lucky ones. Things are okay. I kind of feel the same as you. I feel personally like I've been quarantined since November because stuff with my work, the travel went down after the second week of November, and so I didn't travel anywhere December or January, and I only went out once in February, which was to Florida, which was fun, but <laughs> it was actually really yeah. fun, and I missed that, so... I've been going crazy for a long time, but I've been trying to look at the positives. The positives are I get to hang out with my with my family, and I think when it's all said and done and we look back, this might be a time that we could appreciate because um, we really got to know each other even better. I feel I feel very lucky to you know really be in my kids' lives. Like I'm I'm there and I'm present with them and. I never ever had that. I didn't even know that was possible. It would have been greedy to to ask for that as a kid. So I'm trying to look at the positives, but I've also exacerbated a lot of bad habits as well. Um, pretty terrible about certain vices. I've kind of just submitted to it. I'm like, you know, my gym is closed, you know, and I can come up with all these excuses, but they're just reasons to trigger myself, reasons to enable myself, you know. Um, it's it's difficult. But I'm also sick and tired of beating myself up about it, to be honest. Yeah, man. Getting the worst, getting in your head. When you really talk yourself into some stupid shit, you know. Yeah. You and can I- get in that mode. Do you are are you is there moments sometimes? I know you got your kids and stuff, but um, to break that, you know, to break your your cycle of thinking, sometimes you get deep in your thoughts, right? Um, the past couple of months, I've just let myself go. I mean, for sure. I just let it all melt way? off in every way, like um, in, in, every, in every fucking way. Let me see if I can pull something up, okay? I'm going to pull it up just to see if you can, if you can hear this. Is it like a video? Yeah, um, but I'm trying. I just want to find one clip. That this kind of says it pretty well. See if I can pull it up. And look, and look at the title belt right here. Something Chris D'Elia will never have, dude. Chris D'Elia has out there trying yeah. to. Delia, about this. Come see it come. Nope, nope, it's not going to come out. Here's the secret to winning. It's not going to come out. Um, there's this TikTok. Oh, as what a matter I of fact. thought I heard. Here's the secret to winning. No, no, that was just like an ad. Yeah. But uh, here's the here's a, oh. a TikTok that I saw where this comedian says. Uh, yeah, last night I had 
like three ice cream sandwiches. And the podcast host is like, what? Why'd you do that? And he said, wanted a, wanted a, I just fucking felt like it. And that's yeah. the way I felt, you know, like it, whatever I've just eh, wanted to do, I just do it, you know, and, and it's bad. And I'm not a bad example around my kids. Don't get me wrong. But, um, at the same time, like just don't give a fuck about a lot of things that I just would beat myself up about. And I would really, really hurt myself over. And, and now I'm just like, fucking whatever, man. And I've been really busy with work. So I'm putting in like 50, 60 hour work weeks. And, um, but the time that I have Dang, off, I'm so, I'm so burned out. Like, I don't care about anything. Like, I'm just like, I just want to lie down on my couch and fucking take a nap at 7 p.m. Like, I'm fucking out, you know? And when I wake up, I'm going to yeah. have a bowl of cereal. It's like, what is that? I haven't done that since I was, like, in seventh grade, you know? Yeah. And I don't care either. I'm, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'll, no, yeah. I'll feel I mean, bad and, and, I'll, and I'll fix hours, it. Man, that's, you're just so drained. Yeah, you're not going to think like, oh, I'm going to make myself some couscous, quinoa salad, all yeah. these healthy. You just go into whatever's right there, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, so, at like the end I, of the day. Like I had tacos. Yeah, you, yeah at the end of the day, you don't want to make a whole casserole and something just that's going to take you a couple hours. I get you, man. That's So what else is... Um, what else has been going on? I mean, are you doing any like thing with nature? Like how is no. Texas no nature uh, treating like, all this? I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't have any friends over here, so I don't know what they're doing. I don't have family over here either. So I don't know. Yeah. My, fa my family is like five hours South of me. Um, I don't know how they're doing. Like I, I don't know. I assume they're okay. If they're, if they're in the apocalypse, I'm sure they'd let me know. If not, well then I guess it ain't that bad. Um, I know it's kind of like a big fuck it attitude, but like it, it's because I'm so, I don't want to be like, I'm so bipolar, but I'm so extreme. Like it's either I deeply care and everything, is, I'm very sensitive and everything will affect me and everything's a catastrophe to me or I just can't, I have to disconnect and not give a fuck and I'll go all out yeah. when this shit is over, whenever that is. You know, I, I want to go back on the road. I want to go back to a routine where I used to walk to the gym. You know, it was great. It was a five-hour walk, you know, full circle, and it was cool. And I get a lot of thinking done and daydreaming done, and I'm the type of person that needs to daydream, and it was cool. But now I'm, I'm just not going to – I can't really snap my fingers and fix the world, you know? So I'm, I just really have right. to just keep uh, – I look at it like a football game, like – Every every day, I might not win the game, but I'll be happy with the first down. That's just the truth. Yeah, and yeah. there's enough going on, and you're. I mean, for, especially for you working fifty and sixty hours, man. You yeah. know, yeah, it's, you been, it's be, been intense. You, it's you been intense. Your, the, wait, what? I'm, I'm just saying, you know, it's been oh. intense because you know, with my job, uh, it's it's a virtual. It's in the digital multimedia virtual space, so. I have more than I can handle, which is cool. There's a lot of people that lost their jobs. Like 20% of Americans have lost their jobs in the past eight weeks. And, you know, it's just terrible. Um, so I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, that's why I'm not trying to bitch, I guess, in a way. Yeah, no, you're right. You're definitely right. It could be way worse. And why, why stress yourself out even more with things you can't control, you know? 
So I, I totally get it, man. And it's probably best for your sanity. I can't even imagine. There's some people who worry about everything, and that is probably killing them more than any sickness right now. Yeah. That you can get germ-wise, you know. The stress is si- silent killer, man. Yeah, man. I mean, for me it was. So, for me yeah. it was for sure, but um I'm happy to yeah. I'm happy to let that stuff go and uh, I'll figure it out when it when uh, the world comes yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh are you doing anything like different? Is there like less uh technology going on in the house? Are you trying to get your kids to like play I think old it's, games? I think it's or, even more technology. Like are you doing anything from your childhood? No, it's even more technology no. now. Um, my son, <laughs> ha- like, you know, here's the thing. It's technically there's still one month of school, and the teachers just make us homeschool the kids, which, once again, working 60 hours a week, I just jam-pack all my five-year-old's schoolwork on a Sunday. It's terrible. You know, I'm a bad dad or whatever, but it's just what it is. And so it's really <laughs> a- it's really asinine yeah. work, too. And, well, I mean, you know, it's kindergartner work. But uh, <laughs> And my son, he, yeah. he works on stuff every day, and then he just fucks off and plays Grand Theft Auto. That's what he wants to do. You know, he can't hang out with his friends, and so I feel bad. Yeah. Um, and that's just what it is. Oh, and, they're all getting together on the, on the game platforms. I hope so. I hope so. There's, but, yeah. There's a lot going on there. I have no I'm, idea. Uh, I'm trying to do, I, man, I'm going back to the old school. I got my Nintendo 64. I broke it out last week. I'm playing Banjo-Kazooie. And uh, Nicole, my girlfriend, she brought over her Wii. And we're doing, like, Wii Sports and just extra fun stuff. Wario's playing or whatever. She's, oh, yeah. she's on right now. It's like an old school Mario-style game, like 2D, but... That's yeah, fun. we're keeping uh, we're keeping it, you know, spiced up a bit. That's good. So, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun, man. I wish I had, man. I wish I had that. Um, I've never been like I. I was gonna tweet this, like, except who gives a shit? Um, I've never played Final Fantasy. I've never played Halo. I've never played Call of Duty. Like, there's these games that are just out there, or Grand Theft no Auto for way. that matter. I've never played those games. You know, um, I can recall being 12 years old, and and just feel and and I remember just feeling like, oh, I don't care about games anymore. I don't want games. Like I remember just thinking that, like at a very young age, like, well, everybody was into the the next Resident Evil or the next Legend of Zelda, and I was just like, I feel nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so boring. No, but- well, you were doing some crazy stuff. Apparently, you're messing around with Ouija boards and going out and that's funny wrestling with your friends like that. That's like to me more. Um, more valuable uh, in the long run. Who knows? You know, There's those a few... relationships rather than just being connected to a video game. All. I think it's cool that people play video games. Like, I think there's a community there and a culture there, and they make so much money. So I think it's a it's a very interesting business that's not going anywhere. And, and I like the ideas of people who play competitively. Like, that's interesting to me, you know? Um, I've just never been... A part of that and as far as the memories things as, as creating memories as a kid maybe you're right um but there's a lot of concussions in that too probably i don't know how worth it that was but uh <laughs> a lot of bad decisions you know when you're when you're younger but who knows maybe video games would have kept me out of trouble i don't know 
I try not to be that yeah. dad that's like, video games are gonna rot your brain. Like there's not there's nothing good about them when like there's these kids that yeah. make millions of dollars playing games. Like I, I can't say that with a straight face. Yeah, when when the your your eight year old son is the breadwinner of the house because he's just crushing it at tournaments. That would be so cool. You know? Yeah. <laughs> These kids are earning millions of dollars, man. It's like, oh, if you're ever going to be bitter about some, you could be bitter about that, man. Because who would have thought 20 years ago that was going to be the the big thing? Not me, but I do earning think it's money, cool. Earning a living off of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. If I could do it, I would. Yeah. But I can't, so I don't. Um, oh, that's a whole other level of commitment, man. It's almost like... These gamers are getting signed like football players in the NFL and shit. Like, it's yeah. crazy. And they have to, like, try out. They actually have video game tryouts and stuff for teams. It's crazy. I think that's but cool. That, we, we, uh, we didn't do WrestleMania. We didn't oh, uh, yeah. recap that. Oh, yeah. After, man. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. I, I saw it. it. Remember much of WrestleMania? Dave Cook? But do you, do you remember it? I was completely sober when I watched it, but do you have any memory of it? I wasn't a big fan. Yeah, it was... Um, there was two matches that stuck out. And that first one, of course, the Boneyard match, Undertaker versus AJ Styles. And they they fought in like what looked like to me somebody's farm out in like Orlando. And they were wrestling up on the rooftops. Anderson and Gallows got involved, but like that was that was the highlight of both of those shows on both nights for me. And then the second one was I was really looking forward to was the Firefly Funhouse match, and that was like unless you're on acid or something, I just didn't. I know it was paying homage to the past Cena. It was like Cena versus. Uh, the fiend apparently but it wasn't uh it wasn't really a match they claimed it as a match but did you see it the fun house match i did i i wouldn't call it a match yeah. either personally yeah it was like a homage to cena and i'm like what the fuck is this this isn't even wrestling and you know the bone yard match was about as crazy and out of the realm as i would like to get but at least they kept it classic you know like uh the old school buried alive matches with austin and uh undertaker do you remember those yeah of course so but obviously you can't say that now buried alive match pg rated i guess but um those two were the best and then i just feel sorry man for drew mcintyre you know for for one guy to be pushed that hard and now the virus happens so he's kind of i don't know if this will cement his legacy further or it's just gonna you know it's gonna be one of those things we forget about like oh you know drew mcintyre was champion but yeah during a unprecedented time so what are your thoughts on that i know you're not crazy about him but i don't um, dislike him i think he's fine um i don't I'm not passionate about Drew McIntyre. I've never been. I don't know if I could ever be. Uh, he's. I've never seen him more comfortable and more like in his element, and that's cool. Um, I like the Boneyard match too. Like I was. I remember the Boneyard match. It was like one of those instant classics where it was. It was very memeable. It was very 
um, you could talk about it with with people, and it was. I kind of yeah. feel like it it reinvigorated <clears throat> and reinvented Taker's career in a way. Like he, you know, if he has matches like that, he can wrestle forever, you know, and that's cool. So I I like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's how he should only wrestle from now on, you know, not going to Saudi Arabia when it's 94 degrees out and he can't even lift up Goldberg, you know, that was a <laughs> bad one. But like he's, yeah, I think WWE kind of out of this virus has struck gold because now they're being forced to come up with different um, vignettes. And that's something they've had a tr- had trouble with for a long time is um kind of like what aew is doing right now they're like really into all that i love Um, aew yeah yeah they're but like wwe do you know what's going on right now recently with wwe and money in the bank um not exactly is it money in the bank this sunday or not i think so i i think it is but the it's not at at the where WrestleMania was in their performance center, it's in like the WWE headquarters in like Connecticut, I think. I don't know exactly, but they, it's like a six-story building, and there the the ring and the ladder is like at the top on the rooftop, and the match starts off. This is literally I'm not lying about this. You the match starts on the first floor, and they gotta like work their way up to get to the top. <laughs> so I think there's gonna be some ridiculous stuff that happens, but. Um, I definitely am attracted to that. That sounds interesting, way out of the box of what they would normally do, you know? Yeah. I think that's so. okay to do that once. Uh, hopefully it doesn't become a tradition or something, but, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't like just a one and done thing just for that specific pay-per-view. Not like, uh, you know, not every pay-per-view we're going to wrestle in the building and Exactly. wrestle the top floor. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So are you? <laughs> I know, man. They're gonna. I, I, I just hope they do creative stuff. Like they have, like the, they shimmy down the building with the title, you know, on a rope. I don't know, like a SWAT team where they're like rolling down the <laughs> side of the building. I don't know. There's oh just gosh. so many, so much room for um, creativity. You know, on you, that, and you it would say... be a first time ever too. You say that you sound like an old man when it comes to TikTok. I feel like I sound like an old man when it comes to WWE. Like I think there's way too many pay-per-views and there's they're they're all gimmicked out, which is very lazy and like I don't want to say back in my day, but like a ladder match used to mean something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Like now it's just a ladder match because it's May. That's weird, you know? And then two months later they're gonna do a hell in the cell that doesn't mean anything anymore either. And so I wish there was fewer yeah, pay-per-views. I, I wonder how they're going to do that. That's not fun. Yeah. Like to do it no. just to do it, you know, like that's dumb. Like I liked when a hell in the cell was like the way you finally settled your beef once and for all, or a ladder match was like, look, we have all these crazy tag teams. We don't know what to do with them. We're going to put them all in one thing or something. But now that money in the bank is just like, a, a tradition like that's that's weird to me it's it doesn't feel special and so like the fact that they're even doing this right now storyline wise i'm <laughs> sure i'm sure doesn't make any sense it's it, they're doing it because they have to that's that's that takes a lot of creativity out in my opinion so i know i sound super old and super 
I don't yeah. know. I don't know what. But... Well, that's Vince McMahon. I feel like Vince McMahon's making those calls. You're right. I mean, it, I think there was one point where there was there was like two pay-per-views in a month. That's too when many. When they did the brand split off where they tried to do like, you know, SmackDown and Raw was a separate entity or like separate wrestlers on each thing. But yeah. um, it, I think it has. You're right. It has ruined the the very good nature of when you bring weapons into the ring, it should be a special thing. Now it's like, you know, younger kids are probably like, Oh, it's a ladder. Big deal. Every match should have that. And it, it yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at, um, the Shawn Michaels ladder match right. and like Bret Hart, those, that meant something, man, that had like in, in how many ladder matches were that year? Like say 1998, how many ladder matches do you think there was? Mm, you know one maybe two yeah, one but maybe exactly one yeah. now it's like i don't know if you watch nxt but now it's like every now it's like oh in order to qualify to be in the women's championship match they have a ladder match with like seven other women you're nah, like nah. i don't know it just doesn't it kind of to use a ladder match as a qualifying match doesn't you're right it it takes away like, that here's a here's an, here's an even better example like elimination chamber is a pay-per-view that you do before WrestleMania. Like, it doesn't make... And it's just there because it's there. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like, I can't I can't get into that, you know? Like, it would be cool if it was yeah. like, dude, did you know... Let's say I didn't watch wrestling anymore. And, and someone came up to me and was like, dude, did you know that at least this Sunday there's going to be a ladder match? I'm like, oh, okay, that's special. But just to have it just because, you know, it's like that time of the month, like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And I hate to be this <laughs> yeah. guy. I hate to be and this guy. And it's too. It limits a lot of the writer's capability. Like if it, if something is going, if there's a good um, character development happening, that Al has to get squashed on that pay-per-view just because it's that pay-per-view. So it's got to – and they're also putting like – they're putting dream matches of like really good wrestlers together. And you're like on a regular episode of Raw or SmackDown, you're like, no, that should – be saved for the pay-per-view and then they fight like five times before supposedly the real end like remember baron corbin and, and roman reigns it went on for like five months oh <laughs> their yeah. feud together and you're just like i've seen them fight so many times like what is it really going to matter at royal rumble you know right i think that's when they fought right we're in royal rumble I'll have to take your word for that. I don't. I don't know. I, like I will that. say, like, I don't know what it is about AEW, and I think the the new slash cool factor has kind of worn off. But it, I, and I'm I'm saying that in a positive because what's kept me around is their long form storytelling. Are you caught up with AEW? Yeah, okay, I watch so, it every week. I uh, me too, and so the tournament which i love that they do tournaments so that why i mean that explains why these guys are fighting it's important to know why mm -hmm. people are fighting each other like that's important it's fundamental and this tnt championship tournament that they're doing with lance archer and cody was just so organic you know and it was built it didn't just happen overnight it took like eight weeks or something you know to get here since yeah. their, since their last pay-per-view which you were at and and i'm invested and i know what everybody's doing and i know why they're there and some wrestlers their their characters grow faster than others but some there's a slow burn and i enjoy watching that burn because i get to know them i get to appreciate them 
And when they win and lose, I care. I miss that in wrestling. It's yeah. just like good drama. It's like, do mm -hmm. I want, it's like a Game of Thrones or some show that eventually um, goes against what made it great. Uh, WWE did that a long time ago and they continue to do that. And I feel really, really bad for them because they're choking and they're drowning right now. And I want to support them because I, it's like a legacy thing of just like, you know, they have a lifetime credit for me where I'll always be a fan forever. Mm -hmm. But I, I need to care about these wrestlers. I need to care about the, the, the characters. I don't give a shit about, here's a great worker, Seth Rollins. I don't give a fuck about him. Like, I don't care what he does. <laughs> I'm not invested. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Who's another cool guy? Braun Strowman. He's a, he's cool, but I don't give a shit about him. He means nothing to me, you know? Um, uh, and Samoa Joe, he's one of my all-time favorites, and he's stuck at commentary yeah. for whatever reason. I just can't get into it, man. It's a, it's a big bummer. It's Yeah, I would love to know who's really pulling the strings and how much of this is Vince, but we'll, we'll never know exactly, but... What you, you know what, what I think? think? You know what is, I think? What do you I, think the real real problem is? I, I, what is I just believe, an old man that's out of touch no. and he's making all the calls, or is it the staff that he's hiring? I think it's fifty fifty. It's everything's always fifty. Or the writers. I think it's yeah. fifty fifty. I think you know. Say I'm a wrestler. Like, give me a wrestler. Give me any wrestler. AJ Styles. Okay, AJ Styles. If I'm AJ Styles. I'm gonna book myself in a few in a feud, not one match, in a money making feud that takes ninety days to blow off with Bobby Lashley. A guy that should for all accounts be a, a giant superstar. He's got everything. He's a he's an army vet, you know, he's a collegiate whatever, he's built like a fucking tank. He's got a face. UFC champion. Oh yeah, MM I mean he's legit, MMA champion, blah blah blah, whatever. Oh, you know, he's three and two the or list whatever. goes on and on he's got everything he's like a toy he's stretch armstrong you know and yeah i mean he's just fucking wasted what is he doing there but him and aj yeah, he's, and, and what, a sleeping with rusev's wife or well they're married now but yeah even that it's just weird they're stuck in that he's stuck in a uh a weird storyline so yeah i mean why why so is bobby lashley being treated like brock lesnar that's what you're saying. Well, right? I mean, I don't think Someone we need. Like I don't think we need another Brock Lesnar who just goes in and does nine Germans, and that's what we call a match. I, I'm not saying mm -hmm. we need another that, but if I'm AJ Styles and I want to tell good stories, say AJ still has the itch to be creative. I don't know because he's just got, he's just seen so many wars. But um, I would book myself in a feud, a storyline feud that was compelling, a slow burn with Bobby Lashley. Like I want to see new things, but I don't think wrestlers backstage take the initiative. I think they blame Vince McMahon and I think they blame the writers for not being on TV or something, but where's the initiative? I think they need people to yeah. take the ball. And I don't think anybody's rising to that occasion to be honest. You mean like taking, taking a chance and saying something different on the mic? Cause I, I think they're a lot more constricted now. Like they get, they get way more reprimanded for saying things because of the PC culture we live in too. And the fact that like, you know, stone cold, it was perfect for him because he, he wasn't constricted to a PG rating uh, show. And like people weren't on social media commenting things and being so negative. And I, I it's just a different, you can't really compare this era with the good old days or whenever that, you that, remember wrestling to that be classic and, and authentic. That doesn't mean that you know? being authentic means that you need to throw middle fingers in the air, drink 
Steve Weisers and stun your boss. Yeah. Like not everybody is that. But look at John Cena, who right. was who was squeaky clean, who was Superman incarnate, the world's giant Boy Scout, like never turned heel, blah blah blah. And this guy did great business. He made all kinds of money and he cut great promos. You know, I'm like it, it can work. But I think he grabbed the bull by the horns and said, "Give me the wagon. I'll carry it on my back." And and because of that, we got great feuds out of him, wonderful feuds. Even if it was 50-50 booking or or he won or he went over every single time or he buried somebody, whatever, it was cool. Sheamus, what's Sheamus doing? Cesaro, like that's another guy. Put me in a nine, put me in a nine-week program with Cesaro and watch what fucking happens. Oh, like, man. you know what I'm saying? Like just they have the greatest talent in the world. I what is Cesaro yeah. doing backstage? Like it, it, they just tell him to put on like a chicken costume and he goes out and he does it? Like Oh my gosh, this is, and I understand like if people are afraid to lose their jobs, but a lot of those guys are fucking overpaid. They get paid to sit at home and, and not do anything anyways. Like I'd love to see them try something new, even if they fail at it, that's okay. I mean, there's no writing staff on AEW. Why are, why are people's promos consistent? Why are people's characters mm -hmm. consistent? Why are matches and who goes over consistent? And why do I care? I think it's because those guys are professionals. They know what to do. And yeah, they got a TV 14 rating to work with, of course. But even then, uh -huh. there's, there's, WWE doesn't need a cowboy gimmick who's going out drinking beers. Like they don't need that. But there's plenty of talent there that, that put them on the mic and without cursing, they can do incredible things like Sami Zayn or something. Like I want to see more of that. The reason why Drew Gulak is getting TV time and why he's becoming a household name and he had a, he had a cool match. At, wait, was it a match? Did he have a match at WrestleMania? No, he, he didn't have a match. He, it was a pre-show thing. I think thing he was in a tag team with Daniel Bryan. I, I think it was a pre-show with Cesaro, as a matter of fact. That's what it was. And Oh, well, yeah, I didn't get Drew, to see it, Drew Gulak wouldn't have been oh, in that yeah. situation if Bryan didn't handpick him and say, I want to I be, be in the ring with this guy and put him over and make him look good and, and really take him under his wing. And we need more of that. Mm -hmm. We need more of that. Dude, That's put me in true. a nine-week, 12-week program with Titus O'Neil. That would be fucking sick. Like, that guy's a, a monster. I know he's the sweetest guy, I'm sure, behind the scenes. But that could be cool. But what does Vince McMahon do? He puts all the Mexicans together, and he gives them Latino music. And, like, now they're a tag team because uh, yeah. they're Hispanic. As a Hispanic, I resent that. What is he going to do? Put Titus O'Neil and Bobby Lashley together as a tag team and call them Thug United or some shit? Like, I hate that stuff. And if right. I was if I was a wrestler, like, I understand they own me. I'm, I'm their property, so to speak. But they're also independent contractors on papers. So if they don't like it, they can go fucking work somewhere else. Yeah, that's... I. I... They're on the Raw. Like, I think they're all on Raw, but like they carry that show basically. I don't know. They have them on a lot. Like who's, they get who's that? They get at least like uh, Rey Mysterio, Andrade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Who else? The they're Angel the, Garza. Another, uh, Angel Garza. Yeah. And then who's is Austin Aries Mexican? Austin Theory. Austin Theory or. Air I mean, I don't know what I'm thinking. It's not, it's not Austin <laughs> Aries. Names it's up. Austin Theory. But, uh, and I don't Austin know. Theory, he's, I don't he's know who the fuck man. he is. Yeah. All I know is he's on there. He's on there like three person kind of like team with Andrade and uh, Angel. And yeah. And then it's Rey Mysterio and um, who else on his side? I, I, I don't, don't know. But you're right. Know. They're clustering them all together. And it's, it's, uh, they need to branch out and, and wrestle other people. But what? I don't know. Maybe now with the quarantine and everything, they're trying to keep certain wrestlers together and not 
like have everyone come in contact with one another so they can identify. I don't know. But to me, you're right. I mean, this is even before the virus. It's always, yeah, the, the Latin people wrestle the Latin people. And it's uh, it's a shame. Well, it's even just their characters, you know, like um, their characters are just Mexican stereotypes like Vince. Do we, sure, we can blame Vince on that, but why? I, 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 I honestly believe these wrestlers need to be held accountable. You know, like look at a guy like John Moxley who did not like the creative, and when his contract was out, he was like, "I'm gonna go do my thing." Same thing with uh, Brody Lee, right? He went to go do his own thing. I don't care if they work in New Japan or wherever. There, there's, there's other places, but if they want to play, you know, their music their way, they, they need to do that. WWE is yeah. not the only game in town anymore. It's not the only place to, to make money, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. That is definitely. And I think the what's making a lot of what's making AEW successful right now is that um, two things. One, they actually, I mean, they're, the quality of their work is great. The storylines, but just the little things like having a few people in the audience or yeah, like behind the gate, like some of the wrestlers, good wrestlers, and then the bad wrestlers on the other side. I think that that's making it way less awkward for some of the matches. And Chris Jericho being on commentary, uh, and Tony, what is his name? Oh, I can't think of the other guy. But uh, those two are really good announcers. And you know Jericho, he's always. What do you, What do you think about Jericho's commentary? <laughs> God damn! Is there anything this guy is not good at? I know. <laughs> he was on Dancing with the it, Stars. Man. This guy could be in on anything. You know, he can act. He can wrestle. He can cut one of the best promos ever. Um, he's a rock star, for God's sakes. Great on commentary. Like, I've enjoyed his commentary. You know, like, I, I, it's so good. I don't miss Jim Ross, even though I love Jim Ross, you know. But it's just been delightful. And I heard he, he did it all in one sitting as well. So how, can you imagine? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a a beautiful thing when you have someone who, and not only that, Jericho, he like he can relate. He's so he's so up to date with relevance. Like Jim Ross is always going to be Jim Ross, classic. Um, who's that other guy? It's it's not Tony Khan, not, or the other announcer, um, Tony Schiavone. Oh, Tony Schiavone. Yeah, he's. I think I didn't know this, but he was actually an announcer for WCW back in the day. I didn't know that. Did you? I never watched WCW, but I do know that he was a, a commentator, along with Mike Tenay. Yeah. I want to say the TNA guy. I don't know if you ever watched TNA or Impact, as it's called now. Yeah. So I mean, but like those those little things, like WWE doesn't have that. And I think Stephanie McMahon even mocked. Um, AEW for having other wrestlers in the in, behind the barricade, like cheering them on. So there's some some kind of chanting and some normalcy to it. But um, the other thing is that you know all the executives of the company are professional wrestlers, so they're going to obviously give the other wrestlers more freedom on the mic and more creative. Uh, I think they're leaving what's making them more successful than WWE is right right now is that they're letting the characters um, just be themselves. And I, like you said, you know, like it has to be a, 
if there's a Latino wrestler, he's got to come out with Latino music and, you know, you know, um, show off that he's, you know, or whether it's making fun of like Eddie Guerrero or doing something that is so stereotypical. Whereas in W A E W, I don't think they do that at all. They mix everyone together. Did you, did you, uh, do you remember Santino Morella? Did you ever see him? Santino Morella is he an older wrestler? No, I don't know. Is he on okay. AEW? No, no, no. So this was like early two thousands, mid to mid two thousands. Like I remember, I was like a senior in high school when he debuted. A- anyways, the only reason why I bring him up is no, uh, no, I haven't heard of him on my on my YouTube. The recommended I saw Santino Morella's debut, and I only mention him to say that. Uh, do you remember Roman Reigns' brother Umaga, the wrestler? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was that barefoot Samoan oh, yeah. dude. He was great, but uh but as I was watching that clip, he wrestled Umaga and I was like, This character's super offensive. I mean, I was bought in, like you really believed that he that he was that guy, the Umaga character. Oh, are you talking about um the guy who was like his manager? Him uh, too. Umaga the whole like act. he had he had like the stupid safari hat on yeah. and he was like yeah. almost like he was containing a, a jungle right guy yes like, um i'm telling that you pretty, like, that's pretty uh offensive it's it, it, now it, that you put it that way it, it is like uh, something about my you know eyes like being a 32 year old in 2020 but um i was just like this whole act is super offensive the fact that somebody pitched this to the umaga I, i'm sorry i don't remember his name uh his actual shoot name but the yeah, fact that th- that was all pitched the presentation and Vince ate that shit up and loved it, you know. And in the big WrestleMania between Bobby Lashley and Umaga, where it was Donald Trump was in somebody's corner, Bobby Lashley's corner, and someone had to shave their head or whatever. It's a good gimmick, but uh, yeah, I mean Umaga got big exposure from that, right? So he was really over at one point. And uh, but just the character was so fucking racist, like it's really racist, you yeah. know. And uh, Vince or whomever the entire WWE organism has been booking quote-unquote minorities like like that forever and it, it's really shitty like uh if you remember the way the new day started they were like these kind of preaching gimmick you know and then they turned mm-hmm. they turned it into their own thing that was one of the biggest factions ever and i appreciate that about them right they turned chicken right. sh- chicken shit into chicken salad that doesn't always happen like the rock he started off with the nation of domination this big black panther kind of thing and yeah. then he turned that into something you know even bigger but um the yeah. fact that they they never use like a white guy and 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 rarely are there like hillbilly kind of characters uh where they st- every white guy doesn't come out with country music is what i'm saying and uh and this is a yeah. shame because there are amazing wrestlers that are Japanese, Mexican, Samoan, whatever, that come from all over the world. And they got to give them each like mariachi music as they're walking out the door. Like, mm-hmm. I, I resent that. I, I'm sorry. I'm like, on, I'm on my, I'm talking shit. No, that's good. Man. I do resent no, that. No, that's good. And it's the same shit with, yeah, like uh, Tajiri. He couldn't just be Tajiri. He had to spray the mist because it was a Japanese thing, you know? Right. Yeah. I know. It's a bummer, so, man. Yeah, that would when you put it that way. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, it, every white guy came out to country music. Yeah, I bet you people would be pissed about it too. You know, what is um? 
I think that the, the light at the end of the tunnel with all this or the shining light of that, that there's hope is Keith Lee. Cause I think Keith Lee is one of those minorities who has not been tainted in any way. Like he's himself fully. He has no gimmick. Who is this? No. Keith Lee. Oh, Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the North American champion. He's awesome, dude. I don't know if you. Oh, he's had that title that for, for like over a year now. Him? No, I don't think it's. I remember here. when he won it. He's had it for a while. No, am I wrong? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it was. Um, he won it like right before the virus, I think. Oh, okay. Good for him. Good for or him. I, so I've seen fairly... I've seen Keith Lee live when he was on the Indies. Yeah, and it's crazy because he had a chance to go for the NXT Championship, but he chose. He's like, I'm going to choose what I want you know, when I want. And he's like, right now I want that North American title. So I think they're saving him for bigger feuds in the future, which is good. I'm glad he didn't just go straight for the NXT championship. Then they take him. Then Vince likes him because triple H is, is molding these people better. And then, Right. I'm just very scared that Vince McMahon is going to take Keith Lee. And then he's just going to turn into like a, what is it, EC3? Like, do you remember that guy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, nobody, he was, like, supposed to be on Raw, and we never heard from him. He was, like, the one of the big stars that was going to be promoted, and now we don't know anything. I so I hope that Keith Lee doesn't turn into one of those people. But yeah. we can only hope. I, I can guarantee he will. If history, you know, repeats itself. Um, there's a lot of NXT wrestlers who just couldn't, for whatever reason, get over on when they go to the quote unquote main roster. I think Keith Lee might be one of them. Un- unfortunately, even though he has everything, he has the entire package. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, even even a guy like what they're doing with what was it, Shayna Baszler? Uh-huh. You remember now she's on Raw or she had a big thing with Becky and now she lost at WrestleMania. So like her. Her mystique is kind of worn off. Well, they, like they, now you know she's she's beatable, and I think they just I don't know I don't know why they're and now she's not really even being talked about, um, even well, though she's going to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match or yeah. something. Well, I guess she'll probably it's win just it. Like she was so much more important in NXT, you know. Yeah, well, so. come to think of it, Becky Lynch came from NXT, so and she's the biggest star ever. So I, I guess it can happen, but I think about yeah. uh, what's his name, Finn Balor who could never really pop on the main roster and then went back to NXT, oh, right? Yeah. Like, and that's okay. I think he's better there, but um, it's just, it's a shame. It's a, it's a damn shame, man. Yeah. Well, well, we're almost, we're almost approaching an hour here. We're almost approaching an hour here and I want to be respectful of your time. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Of course. Uh, I want to let you go back to Nicole. Is that her name? Yep. All right. How's, how's everything uh, Nicole, going? my baby. How's everything my going with her? What? How's everything going with her? Good, good. She's uh, still working, working from home, doing her thing, and uh, we've been spending a lot of time together. Because, like I said, I've been home for the last month with uh, with paid leave, so we've been spending more time together than ever, and uh, it's been great. So you know, we have our ups and downs. You know, depression with the whole virus thing, and staying away from families. So that's a little rough at times. But all in all, we're we're doing good, man. We're healthy, and my fam, my family's healthy. Her family is staying safe and healthy, so I couldn't ask for more. 
That's all that matters, man. Yeah, you're a very lucky dude. Yeah. I don't want you to forget that. Thanks for reminding me that we needed to get one in before the month was over. April just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot. I don't know. It's just been I've just been so sucked in with news and like it just kind of went down that rabbit hole of the virus and researching it. But um, we're we're here and we made it work, man. I'm so glad. Right by the skin of the teeth. So it's, uh, well, we got to do one with 45 minutes to spare of the month left. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. We got to do one like early May. Why do you got to wait till last minute, huh? Right. I know. Yeah. No, nah, it's, it's my fault. It's one it's of my, my one of my things I need to work on. No, it's all me. And I'm I'm honored to be a part of your podcast, man. I can't wait to uh, see where this takes you. And just like we were mentioning in the beginning about TikTok, the reason why I want to stick to the one day because, like you've said. What does day 500 look like? Fucking you know, A, man. What is day 365? I mean, I'm only, I'm not even halfway there. I mean, I haven't even been on TikTok for half a year. So, I mean, what does that other half look like? And, you know, I still got till January 9th of 2021 to see where TikTok takes me, you know? And I want to make that a thing. And you really instilled that in me. And I, I don't want to lose that. So. You give out a lot more positive vibes than you think, Knives. You you influence many people too. So don't don't ever, whenever you're trying to get in your head and thinking those negative thoughts, just think about how many people support you, man. And you're doing the right thing with your podcast. I think you're you're doing great. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. But but thank you, sir. That means a lot. I will say. <laughs> You know, from January 1st okay. to May 1st, it's been 120 days. That's wow, a lot. man. That's and you're lot, going brother. for what, 500, right? Oh, yes, sir. And you're going, you're going for, do you want to go for the full 365 on the, on the TikTok? Yeah. On yes, the, sir. And on then the talk. We'll, we'll see from there. Yeah, we'll see from there, man. I love you so much, man. Uh, get some rest and, uh, you know, I hope everything's, Good, and keep a force filter on your heart, man, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Yeah. Thanks. You too, brother. I love you. Always have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> later, man. All right, later, man.